Hey y'all, welcome to today's episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend, Enough, if you want to call it that. I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. I wanted to give an intro for today's episode, but it's kind of an intro for the next couple weeks slash the month of May. What in the world? Summer is upon us. I'm so happy if you can't hear it in my voice. And today's episode is the precursor, kind of the trailer you could say, but I didn't want to just be like, okay, hey, you have some fun episodes in the future. I wanted to kind of talk to y'all and give you a level set of where I'm at right now, what's going on in the sense of like deep in my heart, am I okay that I live so far away from all my family and all my friends? And to be clear, that's not really even true because I've made the sweetest friends here. And so today's just a really good gut check of where I'm at with Seattle. If I like it, if I don't, the parts that suck, the parts that are awesome. And it gives you a little bit of encouragement for that type of idea of moving away. Like, could you do it? I've done it. And I feel like if I can do it, you can do it. But all in all, I'm really kind of kicking off this month with talking about friends. And when I even thought about the beginning of this podcast in its entirety, I thought about the fact that, man, I am so dang lonely, but yet how am I surrounded by people all day? And it's not just like, of course, the little people that I'm with all day. I like do a lot. So I'm at church, I'm at the grocery store, I'm going here and there. And you feel like you're with people, but the feeling of really being with people is that idea that I feel like I've been lacking in certain parts of my life over the last five years. And so when I think about friends and friendship and different types of friends and different seasons of friends, I just think that there is such a good conversation that we can have, me and you, really honestly about how hard it is to be lonely and how hard it is to make friends. And really, I mean, it's like if it's like you just want to make friends, like we all kind of have the will and the want. But to actually get out there and do it, I really want to talk more practically how you do that and give you a little bit of freedom to maybe not text some friends back. Does that make sense, y'all? But so for today's episode, I feel like it is good to start with something that is heavy on my heart, and that's worry. I tend to worry about things. I feel like I am such a thinker. I find that in my oldest daughter. I have nature or nurtured her way into this. And so for today's Bible verse, I want to bring you to Matthew, bring you to the Gospels. Christopher and I are working through this in the morning currently. And so Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen, 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 y'all. I mean, if you have little kids, each day does have a lot of trouble of its own. And so I really feel like it's weird, but I can find rest in that, that like, Our Savior does know us and does know that our days present troubles, no matter if it truly is the worst day of your life or if it's just kind of like one of those like typical bad days or like maybe you're just a little short with your kids. I don't know, y'all. But all in all, I want to be honest with this podcast, be authentic in that I really do have some bad days here and there. And so today's episode really dives into the honesty around moving the good parts and the bad. And so I hope you enjoy today's episode, but I hope you enjoyed this month of episodes where we really dive into friendship and what we should do if you're feeling lonely. So I hope you enjoy and look forward to talking more about this over many, many, many episodes. But y'all enjoy today's episode. I'm going to go ahead and release y'all. All right, so as I was just kind of scrolling on Instagram the other day, someone posted all these stats about moving. And I know that the Instagram app and all of those type of social medias, they definitely have an algorithm that conforms to what you look for, what you're interested in, what you linger on. And so it's no mistake that I do get a lot of posts about moving and making friends and being lonely. Um, You know, that's kind of the vibe of every mom needs a friend. And I kind of wanted to reset myself here because a lot of the episodes that I focus on 
are kind of just, I'm a friend of yours and I'm talking about what's going on in my life and things I'm contemplating or things I'm going through as a mom. And so I definitely want to dive more in the next couple episodes into being a friend and what it's like to make friends, what it's like to be lonely. And when I thought about how I wanted to kick off this kind of series, I wanted to make sure that I kicked off with how I feel about Seattle right now or where we live in Kirkland because It just feels like recently I've been having a lot of conversations with people, either I'm meeting new people or people are doing a check-in, just generally speaking of, okay, so you've been here like a year and a half, you're coming up on two years this fall, what do you think? And it is worth it for me to just be honest with you and people that I talk to outside of this podcast mic know that there are good and bad days. I truly do have like the sweetest of days and some of those are no glory to Seattle, like no glory to Kirkland, no glory to, you know, where I am in the world. It's just because this season of life is full of a lot of newness with sweet little babies and the ability to watch them grow up and learn and become sisters. And there's a lot of just goodness that comes with that. But that's not because of Seattle. And a lot of it, I think like, I could be existing this whole life in a city that is more close to my mom, my people. And so why do I have to be so far away doing this life? And there's a lot of good that comes with that. So we'll talk about that today. But also, I kind of wanted to start with the stats that I was alluding to a couple minutes ago, just about, you know, people who move away. I I feel like this is something that our parents, maybe our parents, maybe as recent as our parents, but maybe our grandparents for sure, they didn't move away from their hometown. You kind of stayed where you were. You didn't venture across the country as much as we do. And in a lot of other cultures, you live closely, if not in the same house as your family. So I don't know if this is an American thing or just a post, you know, Jesus hoping he comes back soon phase of life where we just are separated from each other and we're feeling that separation and it makes us, makes me sad, I guess I should say. But so um, this stat, 37% of people never move away from their hometown. So that means what is the opposite of that? Move away from their hometown. And for me, I claim Louisville, Kentucky as my hometown, even though I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. And Christopher would claim Louisville, Kentucky as his hometown, even though he was born in North Carolina and spent a lot of his life in Texas. But when I think about hometown, I think about where are my people? Where are the people I grew up with? Where did I go to high school? Where are my deep roots? That is Kentucky. And so when I tell people like, oh yeah, I'm originally from Kentucky, there's so much that goes with that. And it tells a big story of like, okay, you're far from Kentucky. How did you make it here? And everyone's quick to be like, are you in the military? Are you in tech? Are you in, are you a pastor? What is the reason that you move so often? And Christopher, I mean, in a simple way is a go-getter. And we are in a phase of life where we're like, we can say yes to this. Whereas it feels like as our kids get older, it makes me want to question that yes decision. And everybody knows that. And we make it really clear of like, We only have a couple more, you know, years that we can just do this and not have as big repercussions, it feels like. But also, I've mentioned this before, that I feel like I have a great story to continue in our family and to pour into our girls of, like, you can go do hard things, because mom and dad did. And getting outside the box, as much as that is scary and might be easier for one of my daughters versus another, I can tell them you can do it. But also I say that in the same breath that like, I miss my mom a lot and my parents were in town last week and when they left, I cried. Like I wanted them to be close. I didn't want them to be getting on a flight to leave the city. I wanted to be able to drive down 
to their house later that night for dinner if I wanted to. But when we think about this, like 37% of people never move away from their hometown. So if you're already open to the opportunities outside of where you live, you've already put yourself ahead of two fifths of the people. So when you think about a job opportunity or a family experience, that's a huge deal. And I thought about what are the benefits of being open to moving for an opportunity. And one of them is it makes you grow up quickly. Like you have to figure out things to do on your own. And this is maybe simple for some people. For me, it's not. I very much in my younger years relied on my parents, relied on my dad for anything that was like guy related, like cars and just, you know, money and insurance and that type of thing. And for my mom, I relied on her for just like existing and making decisions and doing all of the things that you do as an adult. I leaned on my parents for that. So becoming a part of Christopher and our marriage, it was already an increasingly hard task for me to just stop relying on my parents. But I felt this tug so early on in, you know, being engaged in premarital counseling that I'm like, oh, this is a blind spot for me. So I wonder if the Lord was like, yeah, I'm glad you see it because guess what's going to happen is you are not going to be able to rely on your parents. And I am so, so deeply jealous of my friends who have a bad night of sleep or want to run errands without their kids and their moms are able to just come over. I don't have that. I've never had that. I've always been away from family when I've had a baby. And Christopher and I have even said, like, when we consider having a fourth child, I don't know if we could do it. Being away from family, it's so hard to be across the country and do this whole thing. But I will say that and I will reiterate the fact that it does encourage you to grow up and you have to figure out to do things on your own. And I've done that. And I'm really proud of myself on those really hard days that I can look backwards and be like, oh my gosh, if you can get through that, you can definitely get through today. And I think about that Christopher and I got married so young. And so we did a lot of growing up together. As we celebrate 10 years this year, I have friends who are celebrating a year of marriage and we're the same age. So I feel privileged that I got to do that. But I also think it can be both sided. So we had to grow up together. And I'm sure we had some pretty ugly fights just because we were immature. Whereas my friends who got married one, two, three years ago, they kind of grew up outside of their spouse and they came together. But they also might be working through things that Christopher and I didn't have to work through because when we came together, we were like poor and we had to lean on each other and we were dumb and it was romantic. But also I'm like, wow, maybe we would have saved a lot of heartache if we would have gotten married older, but also so thankful that it's part of our story that I got married at 22. And I just see God's handiwork in making sure I rely on Christopher instead of my parents, instead of my friends. And really at the end of the day, when we get into bed, I'm like, oh, you're my person. That's it. Now I could go into a whole thing about how for me and my sin bent, Christopher being my you know idol, my marriage being my idol, definitely a huge blind spot for me. But that being said is I could see the opposite way of just completely disrespecting my husband if we lived closer to home and I was able to put a lot of things above our marriage. So thankful for moving for that. Also, I feel like when you move, you get to see different parts of the world. And when you have new places, you have new perspectives. That's huge, y'all. Like, I feel like as I live in Seattle, I'm living in a different country. I actually do get to experience a lot of different cultures. And I've mentioned it on the podcast before that I feel like myself, but also watching my daughter specifically, my almost five-year-old daughter, she has such a respect for like specifically Indian culture. She has a lot of Indian kids in her class. And so getting to hear about how they grew up and how their parents grew up and what language they speak at home, it is really cool for me to hear that and see through the eyes of her. I mean, just the other day, 
Ellie was like, I would love to travel to India. And that's something at her age, I probably didn't even know where India was or think of India. I probably was very self-centered, thought about myself, thought about my little life in Kentucky. So it's cool for my daughter that she has all these experiences and people that she can look to and be excited about that aren't just looking like her. That makes sense. And for me, even, I feel like I've mentioned this even in my tennis lesson class. um, I was the only white American in my class. That is so cool to be able to say. And I know a lot of my friends don't have that same perspective and experience. And it just has given me a lot of empathy and kind of remembered that the world does not revolve around Anna. And again, you can have some of these experiences, a lot of these experiences. You can, you know, choose to not rely on your parents and you can choose to have cool perspective about different culture um, living in your hometown. But I just think that it was easier and honestly kind of threw it in my face that I had to do it anyway so embrace it. And I'm thankful for that. And then when I think about what path we've taken in that I stay at home and Christopher works, he's the sole provider for our family. I know that part of signing up for that is specifically with my sweet husband's personality is I was signing up for him to work really hard and be excited about his job. Christopher is never going to take a role that he doesn't truly enjoy and look forward to. And I think he has a lot of self-respect for that, but also he is not going to be one that is going to not provide for his family. You will never catch Christopher if he ever gets laid off, fired from a job, taking days off where he's just like, whatever, we'll just see if something falls in his lap. I feel like he's going to take the next Monday and be like, let's go. What am I going to do? And he has promised that to me. I feel like he promised that to me on the altar. And that definitely led into this decision for me to stay at home, gosh, like five years ago. But with that, and like I said, Christopher's very specific personality trait and type, I think that as we have moved, it has expedited his career. And that's really fun to see that each role that Christopher has taken, he has found something new to grow and learn. And it is like balancing him out as a whole person, a whole individual. And If I wasn't married to Christopher and I just met him on the street and I was starting a company, he would be the first person I would hire because he's going to work his tail off. And I know he has this story that shows that a company can trust that he's going to do what he needs to do for the company. But in the same breath, I'll say we've had this huge discussion about we are so blessed. We do so well. I'm so proud of Christopher and how hard he works to provide for our family. But there is a balance at some point of like, okay, when are we going to decide that like the next move doesn't have to be a move, that the next role might be more of a travel role? What does that look like for our family? So it's just me being honest with you about like, wow, there's a lot ahead of us, including wanting to settle down, have roots in a city, if that's Seattle, if it's not, most likely not. And so what is that timing? Where are we going to be? What makes sense for Christopher? What makes sense for our sweet family? You know, there's a lot out there that I just can't understand and know and see. We were even in church today talking about just like basically not worrying about tomorrow. And Christopher and I were just reading that verse this week in our coffee and devotional time. And it was so clearly simple. And one of those verses you hear a lot of like, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is enough worry of its own. You know, the birds, they don't store up all of their seed. And I do that a lot. I'm really looking for like, okay, what happens in the fall if I do this? But then what happens with your career and where are you going to be traveling? And I'm such a hyper planner that it definitely doesn't leave a lot of room for the Lord to direct my steps. And that's how I kind of create my own little stability and control. But I know that it's been really fun that I have not spontaneously, because I'm not a spontaneous person, 
but I have said yes to Christopher in really scary times when it's been like, oh, we're going to move across the country again. Oh my goodness. And I would say it with tears. I'd say it to my friends with tears. I remember sitting on the couch of my friend Hannah, who y'all have heard about on the podcast and everybody needs to find a Hannah. It's that person that when you're the most lonely, then you find someone and they kind of like change the trajectory of your city and time. That was my Hannah. And so when I had to stare at her sweet face and tell her that I'm leaving and she was such a breath of fresh air for that season of life, specifically in COVID, we just did life together during COVID, like that expedited our friendship for sure. But we had to choose, um, you know, what made sense for our family. And a lot of that is what is right for Christopher's career. And so it is so fun and it's so cool. And what an awesome opportunity and privilege to get to say yes and move across the country. Have a company move you across the country? What in the world? But with that, it does have a lot of downside too. And you just have to kind of like weigh the pros and cons of like what makes sense for a career. But, you know, moving does expedite your career. And then the final one I'll say of like what I just feel like, wow, like this is just clearly what moving does is it causes you better or worse to make new friends. And This kicks off this series of like, okay, let's talk about friendships. Let's talk about being lonely. Let's talk about how do we make friends. And when you move, you really have no option but to create friends because I've heard Jenny Allen talk about this, about there is so many different types of friends. I can't wait to talk to y'all about this because it just has been such a cool epiphany for me that, okay, I have lots of these different types of friends, but at the end of the day, you can't just keep your only friends being across the country. You have to have proximity friends. And for me, in a huge city like Seattle, that doesn't even mean like anywhere in Seattle because I've had friends who have said, oh, I know someone who lives in Seattle or I know someone that lives in this town outside of Seattle and we might have an hour drive between us. That's not life. You can't do life with those people. And my very best friend in my whole life, we talk all the time, but we're not doing life together. I try to tell her everything about my day, but it's not the same as just living proximity next to people. And um, this last weekend, I got to celebrate my local friend, and it was really dang fun to look around and be like, oh my gosh, I have a friend that I'm not just like friends with, but I'm a part of this experience for her as she was sprinkling her baby to come. And it was one of those pinch me moments of, wow, I have friends. What in the world? And I felt that earlier this year when I had my Galentine celebration. And, and I took a page out of my own book and said, hey, monkeys in a barrel, please invite a friend. And what I did for that Galentine's is I invited about 15 people and about 30 people showed up and it was really cool. I met a lot of women that night and a lot of women brought women that they're like, I know you've met this girl before, but she was in- invited and wanted y'all to get close. And that was such a cool experience. And we'll talk about that on a couple episodes into the future, but I just feel like it can be so exhausting to make new friends, but so exhilarating. And you can't recreate that unless you move across the country out of your comfort zone, out of your box. You don't have your best friend down the street. And with that, I was like thinking about that earlier this year. I think it was earlier this year. It could have been late last year. Now that I think about it, it was last year. Um, I posted about like, why would you move for a husband's job? And I gave some tips and tricks about like how you work through that decision with your husband or your job if you're moving for your job as well. And so I'll cite that for sure. I just feel like it's just not the end of the world to move. And I want to make that clear as someone who sometimes has some days where I feel like it's the end of the world that I've moved. But if you're even thinking about it, like I want to encourage you to go for it. Most likely it's going to be a great opportunity 
And I can think of friends who've moved and felt like it wasn't the right thing, but I know that the Lord is using that time and those steps for a lot of different things that maybe you can't even see right now. And although, you know, you miss out on things, you miss out on baby showers, you miss out on friend group experiences, and there are a lot of hard days, I can't tell you how many days I know that are good, and that's because we've made this jump. So to end how I kind of wanted to start it with, what do I think about Seattle right now? Let me just let the record reflect that I'm having a lot of sweet, good days. I'm having some days where I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful, Lord. This is really great. And I'm having some days where I'm like, I hate it here. (laughs) So if you want my honest opinion, I feel like no matter where I would live, no matter where we would call home, we're going to have those good and bad days. And so I'm thankful for being here. And I can say that truly honestly. And I'm just like, I hate to be like so cliche, but we're nearing summer. I'm like seeing the sun coming out. And if you know, you know, in Seattle and in the surrounding areas, those gray days, they're real gray. And the seasonal depression, that could be a real thing. I am not like clinically diagnosed, but I will say the first day that it was sunny, I was like, oh my gosh, I have all this energy. Let's clean the house. Let's do the things. Let's get outside. I'm so happy. And we don't get that a lot in Seattle. So when it's here, you're real happy. And that's why people talk about Seattle summers. And I didn't really get it. And now I get it. And I'm pumped for summer ahead. Hopefully y'all are in a place where you're starting to see the sun because I feel like I'm a plant and I just need my sunlight. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess my answer is, yeah, I'm glad that we live in Seattle. Can y'all believe that? Can y'all believe I just said those words out loud? Sometimes I can pinch myself because I have made really sweet friends here And it's fun to look back on each of my different seasons of life. Like may it be a city or just like a period of life, like college. And I can go, wow, I can pinpoint really sweet friends that the Lord has given me in that period of life. So the fact that I can sit here and say, I love Seattle, y'all know. And if you know me outside of this podcast, you know. But if you know me inside this podcast, y'all know. It's been sad. I've had really sad episodes. Some episodes I have not been able to go back and listen to because I'm like, I know how hard my heart was hurting in that time. And so the fact that I can sit here and go, y'all, lots of goodness is ahead reminds me that a year ago I was experiencing the beginning of summer too. So it's not about summer. It's not about Seattle. It's potentially about perspective. And so let's talk about that next week. But I am stoked to go into this friend series y'all it's gonna be good i have lots of episodes on the docket and some people that are going to talk about it as well so y'all just get excited really pumped but y'all have the best day hop on over to the instagram don't forget about that because that's how i can connect with you the easiest but y'all are the best thanks for listening thus far and y'all have a wonderful day talk soon all right bye